I do gratitude lists, and apparently that makes me better than you. It's COVID self-development this week on Why Do You Know That? Welcome to Why Do You Know That? The party podcast that wants to know why you know so much about a very specific topic. I'm Nadia Osman. I'm Steve Slaga. Hi, Steve. Hi, Nadia. How you doing? I like your hat, by the way. Thank you. I I puffy painted it myself. Uh, it it's says very that's good. good. I was <laughs> at a friend's um, and uh, she had a, a little get together and it included puffy paint T-shirts and hats. And I picked a hat and then I wrote that's on it. And then I kind of took a couple of hours. I left it to dry before I decided what I wanted the hat to say besides that's. Um, and then I got drunk and high and decided on good. That's true artistry, though. Yeah, because like you gave it a minute, you let it you let the work breathe. You didn't mm-hmm. rush the process. There's something to be learned here where it's I mean, like, I'm not I'm not the art. I'm the vessel, you know, like the right. art is there. It's in the universe. I'm mm-hmm. just I'm just the one that it chose to express itself through. Right. Um in in this puffy paint party hat, not a party hat. Now it sounds like I'm wearing like a birthday like paper. It's just hat. a regular it's a normal baseball hat. cap. It's a baseball cap. We'll put it on the gram. Uh, crafty stuff is something that I've had to learn to accept that I don't enjoy mm. and am bad at. I've, and that's I've doing okay. enough for the both of us. I'm sitting here with my homemade candle. Ah, now, now homemade candles like that kind of thing. I feel like I can get behind. I'm talking about crafts like gluing googly eyes onto clams and that sort of thing. Like anything yeah. that feels like it, it falls in a souvenir shop or superfluous like crafts, superfluous, superfluous crafting. Yes. You're not going to sit and make paper plate masks and glue little fuzz balls on them and popsicle sticks. You're not going to fucking, you know, you're not going to tie dye unless there's a need. Right. Yes. Oh, like, well, again, with clothes, it's a little different because I feel like, oh, that's a thing I can use. A candle's a thing I can use. But with uh, when it's just like, let's make Halloween crafts. Let's make Christmas like holiday re- themed things where it's like these are just going to be little decorations. I've just had to come to the conclusion that like, no, nah, no, nah, someone yeah. else is better at this than I am. And I will simply just give them my money if I want to own that item. Getting old is letting go of a lot of uh, dreams. (laughs) (laughs) And just like erasing a lot of like concepts that you don't feel like doing. That's the beauty of getting old is being like, well, I don't have to lie to myself about this thing anymore. I just don't want to make crafts. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. The other thing about getting old, though, is that, you know, you learn what works for you you learn what work doesn't work for you right you might say right. that like you expand the frontiers of what you're capable of maybe a mm-hmm. little bit of development of the self that's as good as any to bring in our amazing guest uh she's been here before you know her as an actor writer singer songwriter and dungeon master please welcome amy vorpal yay oh you fit all of the hyphenates in and you made it sound so natural <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, I do it for the fans. That was amazing. <laughs> what if that I, was how I? <laughs> what if that was how people regularly set? Like it was like, oh, thank you for bringing this water to a waiter. Like, hey, I do it for the fans. That would be. That seems like something that the most annoying waiter would say. Like that's the same waiter who asks for who gets your autograph at the end. It's the like, same when you... waiter. You know, it's the same waiter who taps your table twice right before they leave. And then they're out. And you know that waiter, like he squats so he can be like eye level with everyone at the table. Or, oh, I worked at Red Robin when I was a teenager. And one of the servers would like, if there was room or like an extra chair, they'd like sit down to be like part of the group. And that always drove me crazy. Oh, no, get out of my table. You're not part of this. Especially now. I mean, I hope they don't do it anymore because of COVID. Like, you don't want to be on table to table. But the one I've always hated, maybe because I find it slightly triggering, is when uh, the waiter says, guess you didn't like that when like your plate is clean. Like, yeah, I guess. Yeah, I'm sorry I ate all the food I paid for. (laughs) You know, like, I'm sorry I sat down, came to this establishment. I'm sorry sorry you have a job. Okay. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) It's just always so like. It feels rude, but they're trying to be joking about no, it. Is the actually thing- the thing is, I when when I have roommates or when I had roommates, I I I don't like anyone talking about my food. I worked in a workplace. I don't need anyone to comment on what I'm eating. It's very like I don't know why I feel so very personal about it, but it's like yeah, I'm 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 choosing this to put into my body, and like what else yeah. do you want? Get out of yeah. here. The only time I feel like it's okay for somebody to comment on food is that looks good. So it's got to be either oh. like really positive or if if they know or you've brought up that you like made the food, then they have to go, oh, you know, do you have that recipe? Oh. Something like like if they want to engage in conversation about that, like if you go, oh, thanks, I made this. Get out. That looks incredible. You're a chef. How'd you make that? Like then fine. We're having a conversation. But if it's just like, oh, Yes, there's your lunch. It's like, yeah, fuck. <laughs> yes. Well, also, it's the same as like when somebody I'm I'm terrible at this. I'm the biggest offender, so I shouldn't be saying I, like I'm, I'm calling myself on more than anything. But like when someone's clearly reading a book and you're like, hey, what book are you reading? It's like <laughs> I'm fucking reading. And the same with like somebody trying to comment on your food. It's like, can I just fucking eat like you don't care? You don't care what I'm eating. Stop with this forced small talk nonsense you don't care what i'm eating you're just like commenting yeah lowest common denominator you're not trying to get to know me you're just like looking you're looking and you're saying what you see i'm sure this is how people who with tattoos feel i've heard it before it's like (laughs) oh what is that you know palm leaf me it's like i don't know i I like palm leaves shut up This is I, all I, ama- I don't have <laughs> tattoos, so I don't know, but I've heard it's very annoying. This is all an amazing seg into personal development and self-development <laughs> during COVID-19, which is what we're going to be talking about today. Yeah. Um, so it's not necessarily just about personal growth as a whole, because that is a huge topic that we could spend months and months on, frankly, but rather specifically working on yourself during this incredibly specific global pandemic, this thing that we're all sick of hearing about and tired of existing in the world, I'm sure. Uh, 
However, let's talk about it some more. <laughs> <laughs> that said, that said, there have been a number of studies, lots of articles, lots of information around this because this is a phenomena. This isn't just like something mm-hmm. we came up with. This isn't Amy's not just here to be like blah blah blah. This is a real thing that's been happening. Um, <laughs> so so uh, self development and personal growth during COVID nineteen. Amy, why do you know that? Why do I know so much about that is because I, uh, you know, the last time y'all had me on was the dating, um, thing, the date, like I I knew so much about dating because I had, you know, 10 years of experience dating. And then it was around, I think it was around that time when I got, I like spent a year, um, and this would have been, I guess the full year of 2019, um, maybe a little before, maybe a little 2018, but it was a full year of me going real into, um, I had been in therapy for, uh, for a couple of years and I, I decided to like go, go it alone and like be on my own for a minute and figure out my own stuff, I guess. And then um, I got, I got really into it and good, good at myself, I guess. And then that, and then right after that was uh, COVID and so, and, and I just got very excited about how good I got with myself. So then that you know, when, I don't know if it's the same for everybody, but when COVID hit, it was kind of like, well, what are you excited about? What do you have control over? Just, just do that. And you're fine. And what I had control over was self-development. And there, there is such a thing as too much of a good thing. I'll tell you that, but yeah, I kind of just went real deep. I kind of just kept going. And, um, the, the two things I can say, I hired a life coach, which I, uh, which was really eye-opening and, and, I, I abruptly quit the life coach the minute I, I, which was a year later when I was like, um, this is starting to feel like I had watched the cult movies, uh, or the cult documentaries. And I was like, I am, I am primed to join a cult. Like all you mm. have to say is, you know, um, uh, transcendental, self-actualization and I'm there like you you know like there's not the wording that people use to get you into cults like I would have been very ready and so I started hearing that a little bit too much and I was like I need to stop I need to just live my life and then the second thing was um I started listening and I'm still listening to a podcast about a coach she coaches coaches she is a coach who coaches coaches and and that that meta ness of it is what I like about it, but also I realize that I'm I might be in a little deep. So those are the <laughs> things that make me. That's why I know so much about it. I just can't I can't get enough, and then and then it, and then I realize oh wait maybe I can't get enough, and maybe maybe I need to stop. <laughs> yeah, books, podcasts, COVID nineteen. That's how I know so much about this stuff. I mean, self-development as a whole, let's define that and sort of like what we think of as self-development Ooh. and personal growth. Uh, how would you define those things just outside of the pandemic? Yeah, outside of the pandemic. Wow, you guys asked for a topic that I know too much about and uh, and I just said self-development, but now I have to define it. Um, that's hard. Let's see. I think it is what, man, It's it's anything that you can do to make yourself feel okay with yourself and, and okay is, is it, I'm not saying you have to feel great or good about yourself. It's just about accepting 
Yeah. Anything you can do to make yourself okay with yourself there. That's what I think it is. That's an excellent description of it. It's (laughs) yeah. It's taking steps to essentially better yourself, even though you are already okay. It's like, you want to learn a new skill because you feel like that's something you want to do. Great. You, you have something you consider a bad habit and you're like, I don't like this. I'm going to change it. Great. Like it's all, all of that stuff. It's, it's activities that develop your capabilities and potential and kind of build you up. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. You took it one step further. I was really down with the bare minimum of just, you know, (laughs) decency. (laughs) Keeping it simple. I like that. I can appreciate that. Don't worry. Yeah. No, it's no, it's yes. It's making yourself feel okay. Cause like everybody's coming at it from different angles. Like you think about, um, when you hear stories or read articles about this CEO does these things for self-development or whatever, like there's a lot of this in the business world, even in entertainment, it's like, here's the ways so-and-so is bettering themselves. There's a whole cottage industry around self-development and life coaching and whatnot. And like, ultimately all they're trying to do is basically help you mentally, physically, and spiritually. Yeah. You know what it was for me? It was a lot and it still is a lot of what my own self-development journey was, um, and maybe I think this is true for a lot of women specifically that you we're trained that what the thing that most of the things that we want might be bad. Um, (laughs) (laughs) so, and I mean that like, Oh, you want like, Oh, do you want a career? Okay. Well, that's bad because maybe you should be Mm -hmm. a mother. Oh, you want to be a mother and have a career, Well, that's bad because maybe you'll, um, I don't know, not be able to give as much as you can. And those are big examples, but to the point of where it's like, uh, Oh, like food, just, I want this specific piece of food. Well, that's bad because fat, or, you know what I mean? Like there, that's a little lower on the totem pole, but it's like, there are, there are things that you're, you're just trained to, to please everybody, I guess. I think, I think is what, at least that's the culture I grew up in, in Texas is that women just, just like be, you know, smile, be nice, smile, be nice. And a lot of it, a lot of self-development for me was going, well, if that's what you want, first of all, it was really tough for me because of all the, the weird, you know, society stuff to, to even nailed down what I actually wanted because it was like really buried. And so then once you get the thing, okay, so maybe you want this, is, isn't that okay? And it's like, no, no, it's not okay because I need to work harder or I need to, what, like, I, I, do, I don't know. I'm trying to think of something. Um, I, I don't, I, money, I, money. Like I wanted, I wanted extra money. And it's like, well, you're trained to say no, like, let them say the price and you're there to serve and you're providing this service. And, and, and this is, this is kind of specifically in D and D this is kind of a hobby. So it's not like you're supposed to be paying your bills with this. So maybe you should get the hobby rate instead of the career rate and, or the professional rate. And, and then it's like, well, no, like in order for me to do this, I would want money. And then wrestling with that for a week before I come back and actually say a rate where, but if you want that, it's kind of like, well, if that's what you want, you're allowed to ask for it and you're also allowed to want it and and all of that that's kind of the core of what my little journey has been over covid yeah i i uh number one kudos to you for undertaking (laughs) such a journey in the first place because uh i think that 
it has been probably very easy for many folks to just be like, I'm not going to do anything. And if that's where your brain space needed to be there, I'm, it's not a judgment call on any of that. <laughs> I'm just saying that if you're somebody who decided, oh, I'm going to take this as an opportunity and not as a halting of everything. I, I understand that like life is going to continue and I need to sort of uh, look at some stuff and here's a great moment to, to figure that out, then that's great too. And I feel like, I mean, a lot of personal development goals kind of look like, you know, gaining confidence and like, I'm bad at listening. So I got to get better at that. And I'm afraid of things. Let me, uh, <laughs> let me get over that shit. I don't get along with people. I fold my arms weird. I don't know what to do with my hands when I talk. I procrastinate too much. Like these are all things that I feel like people look at and then kind of, they can, from my personal experience, this isn't based on any particular science, I think they can take these little things and go, well, I'm a procrastinator, so I'll never get anything done. So there, as opposed to, I think personal development basically just says, I'm a procrastinator. And you know what? I don't love that. Maybe there's a way for me to be more okay with like figuring out the root of it. And it doesn't necessarily even need to be fixed. It's just, oh, now I know this about myself. Yeah, what what you're talking about is martyrdom, actually. And it's like assigning yourself an identity. She always is. Usually, (laughs) (laughs) it's usually Uh, negative and it gives you an excuse to not uh, be better, I guess. Like, so if you're, I'm a a procrastinator, what do you want? Like, I'm a shitty procrastinator. It will never change. And so you just use that. And it's actually pretty dangerous because there's no arguing with that person then yeah Um, i mean that's that's where you fall into that camp of like and i'm not to totally generalize but again personal experience thing not necessarily science thing i feel like when folks are younger or maybe our younger listeners folks in their teens or 20s may look at some of their friends and go oh i love so and so but they do this one thing that kind of drives me nuts but that's okay and then as you get older you go "Eh, it's not okay anymore (laughs) I'm I'm gonna establish a boundary because you recognize after years and years maybe this person doesn't want to grow and growth is inevitable growth death and taxes and growth you will grow and change as a person your interests may shift some of that stuff might stay the same you might still be doing puffy paint hats and I say (laughs) good for you but like apart from those kinds of interests uh, it's not just a shift in your taste and what you want and your value systems. It's also how you view yourself and how you wish to move about the world. Um, I'm not really, I'm very not versed. Like I have a therapist, but then other than that, I'm definitely not like in the world of self-improvement or anything like that. I am one of those more like, well, I'm a shithead procrastinator and that's just who I'm going to be. <laughs> why why do what I could do to make myself feel better and be yeah, more productive right. in my life when oh I could God. just lay around and do nothing and hate myself all day, you know? I, I, number one, full disagree. I, yeah. know you well. I know you're not. I know you're playing this up for jokes, but I'm going to be sincere for a moment. I know you're I know you're not totally like that. And two, 
uh, like the fact that you even have a therapist, like we're talking about the people. Also, potato days. I call them potato days. And I know I'm lucky because I don't have children, but, but I, I need potato days where I'm just horizontal the whole day. And, and it happens in COVID. It has happened. It used to be like about once a week and I would get pretty grumpy if I didn't have my potato day again, people with kids. I'm so sorry. I, I get to lie on my ass uh, a lot and I know you guys don't, but, um, but in COVID, it turned into about twice a week. And that was just, you know, like binging stuff, uh, napping on and off. I basically was a cat for a couple of days out of the week. So I, I love that phrase, potato days. I'm going yeah, me to, too. I'm going to borrow that because yeah, uh, that perfectly describes what uh, <laughs> I too need potato days quite often. Um, or I certainly, I don't necessarily need a whole potato day, but I'll need a potato morning, a potato afternoon. Yeah, I'll need, yeah. I'll need some block of time to be a potato, and then it just lets me recharge and go. Totally. Okay, now I can go do that thing. That was a big thing too during during COVID, and um, was just not beating myself up for it. Like that that was a big thing. So okay, so you're just you're doing nothing. Okay, well maybe that's okay <laughs> because uh, yeah, productivity can get. I don't know. There's like a lot of. Um, toxic practices about productivity that are very rewarded in our society, which is like, oh, wow, you know, you know, you worked 20 hours a day and, and you're back at work at 6 a.m. Wow, that's great. You must really <laughs> care. You're working so hard. That's amazing. I I wish I had your work ethic as opposed to going, what the hell? Um, go home and sleep, man. Like you're yeah. You're, Stop. Your your output your output is garbage because <laughs> you're not rested and like nothing you're doing is good because you're working so hard. Chill yeah, out. Or you're about to get sick. You're about to like give yourself a disease uh, for yeah. a month and render yourself completely useless. So maybe take a break. But but it is kind of rewarded, right? Like there is a badge a badge that can be worn when you're like, all right, I've been working, I've been working so hard for this. Um, I put in this many hours, you know, this many hours a week, this many hours a day and ugh. Yeah. Not um, me, not during COVID. Yeah. <laughs> so there's, uh, like I said before, there's, there's other, like there's many, many ways that these personal development skills kind of get uh, codified. And so I'm just going to offer up some like bigger, broader versions. And then Amy, why don't you tell us a little bit about if you feel like that's something that you either already kind of had on lock, you're like, this isn't something I need to improve on. Or if you feel like, no, during this time, I was able to work on blah, blah, blah. Oh, that's fun. Um, Wow, you you, you prepped for this. This (laughs) Oh yeah, Nadia does her homework. (laughs) She doesn't fuck around. (laughs) I I try not to, I try not to, but I also do. Some very common personal growth facilitators. Communication. Do you feel like how you communicate, the way you were communicating changed at all during this time? I think it did because um, I met my boyfriend now uh, October of 2019. And so we had a few months where we were dating and then we were like very much together. Um, And then it was COVID. So we kind of moved in together Um, And it was great and everything, but I will say that relationships uh, can tend to highlight just every single thing about yourself, (laughs) Uh, good, good and bad. It's just like a big mirror that, that like, there were some things I thought even communication, like I am an excellent communicator and even 
there were with him there were some things that it was like wow I didn't know I was so averse to being this vulnerable about these certain things and I there were certain conversations that were very personal and I would have like a panic attack full-on panic attack for 20 minutes before I calmed down and was able to say you know like um I would yeah like I would I need to um, go back to LA and be in my apartment for a little while. And it's like, yeah, you mean the normal human thing that probably makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Communication uh, did, did actually grow, but I don't know that I worked too much on it. I think it was more just, and now you're in a relationship and, and uh, this person has no idea what you're thinking all the time. Right. Um, how would you categorize interpersonal relationships? I guess, like, do you feel like those changed? And that's a bit, again, a very broad word. Cause that could be like, friends, family, colleagues. That's a lot of stuff. Yeah. It's sort of like how you're relating to people. Did you feel like, say, for example, on my end, I feel like um, I've always been fairly empathetic, but I feel like my uh, capacity for empathy and compassion grew tw- uh, 10 times over in ways that I didn't think it would during this period. Ooh, like, what do you, what do you mean? I feel like I was doing a lot more of just like, oh, you're my friend and I think you're having a bad day. Let me get you a pizza. That kind of stuff. Wow. <laughs> it's just like, like little things where it would be like, oh, let me just check in. Let me just like be, be of service really oh is what gosh. it comes down to. How can I be of service to people? And I, I don't think I've, I've been like this the entire time at all. I just think that yeah. like there have been moments. There's definitely been moments where it's like, no, I'm, I've been, I've been more than just a, I've been a rotten potato, Um, (laughs) just Uh, spudzing all over the place. But um, as far as interpersonal relationships, I feel like I've, I've tried my best, not everywhere. And I know that there's probably some big glass glaring holes, but in some cases (laughs) I feel like I've tried to just sort of be more open and honest in, in some cases. Yeah, I, I would say I'm actually probably going to say that my interpersonal relationships have have um, tanked and, and they could probably use a little bit more work <laughs> during COVID because it, it, the, my circles just shrunk and shrunk. And then I thought, then, then it was like March and I thought March, April, May kind of thing. And it was like, oh, maybe May, I think was when I got um, the, my like totally inoculated. And I was like, okay, this is going to start opening up and I'm going to start seeing people. So started planning that. And then we hit, hit back into no, like maybe it's not quite safe yet. So then it shrunk even further. And, and as much as I care about people and miss them, it's turned into me, my immediate family, Shiloh's immediate family and my writer's group um, of five friends. So it's, and, and that's it. Like, it's very, it's, it's gotten that small. Uh, and I know I should be reaching out or doing more, but yeah, I, I, that, that's just going to take some extra energy and time. That's okay. Uh, what about organization? I feel like, uh, that I feel like that ranges from I Marie Kondoed my entire house three times <laughs> over to just, I made a routine for myself to uh, Lord knows what. Yeah. Bo- both of those, uh, both of those were really important to me, both um, like your physical space and then your like mental space. So I definitely have done different programs of like uh, stuff for myself where it's like prompts of journals every day for 30 days uh, or just an exercise program, Th- those kinds of things actually do 
help me. I know some people feel like locked in on those and, and like they're in a prison and claustrophobic, but I, I really do like those. And then we did actually do um, some recondoing stuff and throwing stuff out and really moving Shiloh into my apartment. So it felt like it was both of our homes as, as opposed to just mine. So uh, yeah, all of that, all of that, I think a plus and, and I can, you know, it's been months. So um, I, I keep going and I, I let the programs change and evolve. Like I'm, I, I can't write in a journal every day for 30 days. I can do it. And then, and then no, I, I can't do it. <laughs> it's a lot. I've also been like, trying to journal regularly and then some days it's just like I have nothing to say I just have nothing to say yeah I there there have been days where it's very it's just a trying day and journaling is supposed to help you get really clear but I've like ended I don't want to say all the time but they're definitely I can remember one day where I just wrote in my journal it was no answers just a shit ton of questions and at the end of 15 minutes I was crying and I was like yeah I don't I don't know I don't know that that should have happened uh that didn't help anybody it's like there's a certain part of self-development that I've noticed that I can go in this like deep spiral where I expect myself to have answers about myself and I just don't like sometimes the only way to get out of like feeling bad is to expand your circle and like literally talk to someone else or remove yourself from your apartment or uh, do something physical. Like there, there's nothing, we're watching a movie, like just distract yourself because I can just get into a worry hole and think that if I worry enough, I'll solve the problem, but it's. Oh yeah. (laughs) You know, they say worrying is like a rocking chair. It gives you something to do but it doesn't get you anywhere or something like that. Mm. Oh, is, is that like a, a song lyric? It rhymes. No, it's like a rock. No, I, when I made it rhyme, I was like, I said it wrong. It's not a rhyming thing. Oh, is that? Oh, I love oh, that. Maybe yeah. it, maybe it does rhyme. Worrying is like a rocking chair. It gives you something to do, but it gets you nowhere. Wow. Yeah, I've that's never heard a, that. That's a discarded Loretta Lynn lyric is what that Irma, is. <laughs> Irma Bombeck. Oh, you know, I, 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 and that's the thing is like, I, in terms of my self development, I really subscribe to the Bombeck theory. Mm. <laughs> Old BB. Yeah. Uh, what about like self confidence? Um, gosh, self confidence. That that's that is really tough because most of my like insecurity comes from other people and I just haven't had to interact with other people much um, beyond being on a screen. So I I I would say it's probably bumped up a little bit just because I do know myself a little bit more and I'm able to say like, oh, these are these are what I can bring to the table. Um, and if you want it, you can have those. But in some ways, like I, I will never be that person. So, yeah, if you want me to be that person, I won't. So yeah, I don't know. Bumped up a little bit, probably again from lack of interaction with people. Uh, people can really scare the shit out of me. <laughs> Did I say that correctly? <laughs> I know what you mean, though. I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. Um, which brings me to adaptability, because I feel like uh, everybody had to suddenly, very swiftly adapt to this set of circumstances, which I think is very different from maybe what self-development skills used to be. Um, So we've all had to acquire some level of adaptability, but do you feel like you were like, I'm gonna roll with it? Or do you feel like you were resisting? 
Well, gosh, I, I think this was, this was the best thing that could have ever happened to a person like me because I fell in love and then I was forced to spend a shit ton of time with that person where I, all I wanted to do was spend a shit ton of time with that person. So I, I and we were uh, up North at his parents' Redwood property. Um, and, and I would classify myself. I know that I, I hate introvert extrovert shit. Cause that like to me, it falls on a spectrum. It's like, yeah, when you want to hang out with the people and you trust them and you feel safe with them, you're going to be an extrovert. You're going to like, you want to be with them. It like you're, I, I just call it like um, a dependent, a dependent uh, extrovert, dependent and introvert where it depends on the fucking situation. <laughs> like sometimes I do want to just run and hide, but sometimes I actually want to hang out with people. So anyway, I, but with, uh, I liked, I liked running and hiding for a year I, with, with the, with my, partner that was yeah. really great <laughs> I yeah we were just kind of getting to know each other and it was very exciting and we were in a location that was really cool and um it I didn't yeah as far as adapting I I think I'm I think I'm a little nervous about coming out of it and what what that's gonna like back to you know everyone keeps saying back to normal well we haven't really gone back to normal in a couple of years now so I I don't know but I, I might I might, there was a time when I had a gig, I had a gig for six weeks where I did go into an office and we wore masks and we were putting on a show and I was writing the show and also dungeon mastering. And it was like a lot of, um, you know, the full quilt of Amy was being used and I loved it. And I loved interacting with people, but it was also like every other day I worked from home and that situation is so great because every day feels like a treat. Like, oh, I'm going into the office. Oh, I'll, I'll be able to have some small talk with people around the water cooler. That's fun. Ooh, snacks. Then, There'll be snacks. There'll be snacks. Exactly. And air conditioning <laughs> and, and, oh, parking issues. I wonder where I'll have to park. You know, I, even <laughs> that was exciting. Like everything about it was so exciting. And then, and then the next day you'd work from home and be like, oh, I don't have to wear pants. <laughs> so yeah. It's giving you a little variety in a routine. It's exactly. developing a routine, but you don't have to think about it as like, this is all I have forever. Yeah. Uh, so I don't, I think it, adaptability was good, good for this. The way I had to adapt was more like how I have always wanted to be. And so coming out of the pandemic, if we ever do, when we do whatever, um, that's going to be, that'll be actually trying on my adaptability. Yeah. Um, these are all, uh, these are amazing responses. I feel oh, like, thanks. <laughs> I feel like you're doing the damn thing. Um, oh, thanks. I'm yeah. I'm trying to be very candid. I felt, yeah, I felt good. Like I felt as Peter Kim said in one of our early pandemic recordings, I have real inside boy energy. So I felt good and like, very much in my element of just kind of being alone and on my own for a, a lot of times and then started to feel guilt and like, oh, my God, I've got time to work on like my my writing and I can, you know, go running. And I felt good for quite a bit of 2020 and had a lot of guilt about like the world is literally burning. But in some ways, my personal life is at its best <laughs> like at its most comfortable yeah you don't seem to be alone in this basically what they're pointing out is like it is 
uh, there's a lot of evidence that there's a ton of emotional distress associated with COVID-19. I mean, duh. I don't know why they had to put that in the thing, but the, yeah. <laughs> they did. And basically, uh, there were positive changes, which is known as post-traumatic growth. And there is a benefit to that because it's, it basically comes down to a lot of people found silver linings. Yeah. Yeah. I think I, I think that's generally, that's generally true. I mean, so much to the point that like there, there are, I had a great time during lockdown. Let's just say I had a, I had an awesome time. And, uh, I, there's a part of me that is like, well, maybe, maybe we could keep doing some of this stuff. Like maybe some of this could keep going. I don't need, like, I don't need to be inundated with, um, whatever whatever life looked like beforehand like I mean even down to self-tape auditions I'm like where has this been all my life I love self-tape auditions you know you set up your camera yeah. in your own home you have a lot of control over it and then you're not in the car you're not driving you're you're just like relaxed and can do it on your own time and and then you can go running right before or right after like your day isn't totally fucked when you get an audition anymore yeah you don't uh, you're not spending two hours to get on the other side of town to sit for 45 minutes to go in and say it's the cheesiest yes <laughs> yeah like you get to just put your it's the cheesiest on on video and send it in and yeah, be done I, with it i would say on average it's like at least an hour of you know, of time that you get back per audition. So at least, and that's on the low end. Um, but yeah, depending on where the audition is and if you're driving and, um, but not even that, like I get when it's like, okay, so, you, so it's 4 PM, you get an audition, it's 10 AM the next day. Uh, my entire brain creative, it's gone. Like now I'm prepping, even if it, all I have to do is say it's the cheesiest, like my brain is going, okay, the, the, what I'm going to wear and, and how long it's going to take to do my hair and makeup. And, and like, I'm planning the, the whole trip. It's like, it's like a huge production in my brain, um, that, that doesn't have to happen anymore. Yeah. So. Um, the, I mean, let's uh, first off, I gotta, you've pointed this out already to me a few times, but again, none of us have kids. So <laughs> I, I am certain that everybody's experiences have been wildly different. Yes. If you were somebody who had to work from home and also, um, have children who were doing zoom school and I'm sure it just like fucked with your brain <laughs> yes. to some degree. Uh, that said, there was this other study I found that was like over in the UK and Portugal and the majority of the respondents, again, like nearly 75%, uh, they were working from home and about half had reported, uh, I lost some money and, uh, most of their children were taught at home and a good like chunk, like one fifth had, they said, I think somebody's got COVID or I know somebody who's got COVID or, you know, something like that. And despite these like super obvious pressures, a giant majority were like, yeah, there's some positives from this. Uh, improved relationships, greater appreciation of life, discovered embracing new possibilities, spiritual changes, um, improvements to mental health, which is kind of crazy because like you would think that during this entire time, and I don't know, maybe it's just better over in the UK and Portugal, but like 
Oh, <laughs> uh, who am I kidding? Of course it is. But like <laughs> at, at the same time, it's like, oh, this is really interesting to see that like essentially appreciate the small things, like to, like be gra- be grateful, have a gratitude list going. Like oh my gosh, all of that totally. stuff like lends itself to personal development and self-growth during this time. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we, I started we, a gratitude list. I do that every morning and I started that dirt, maybe not every morning, but I do it every day, but I probably, Steve, that start- that's like the most self-development everything. That's like the magic spell of self-development. That's it like, really wait, is. If you have to wave a wand and like, if you only do one thing and you want to make your life better, that's it. It's, it is a magic wand. Oh, holy shit. You're like, you're killing it. <laughs> wow i mean i swear to that, god that's it that's like it it's just it's all about that if you can get to that point and be grateful for wow. how long is your, Maybe how wrong. Long is your that list is, that is like all right i'm all right i'm the new expert i'm the new guest of the podcast <laughs> really uh, so and Steve, i mean like tell us about your personal development during this time well i mean the thing with the gratitude list is how long I is think- it how long is it I think of, I try to it. think of 10 things. And so nice. usually nine, because my cat is always on the list. Um, but it's mostly just, and I try That's to do it so at the start sweet. of the day for just like the whole purpose of like, I'm going to spend so much of this day focusing on things I'm not grateful for. I'd say 99% of the day will be focused on obsessing over things I can't change being, mm-hmm. you know, like, um, you know, self-doubt, procrastination, jealousy, all that stuff throughout the day. So why not start with making a list of like, well, what's going on that I do like? And sometimes it's just things like, you know, (laughs) and antidepressants. But then, you know, you can always go back and look at the list or remind yourself where these are the good things going on or just trying to put yourself in the like, why not start with the mindset of, all right, well, let's go over things that I like that's going on. Why not set the tone with that? Um, God, you're a king. You're a king. Of and then also that's not it. not judging. Like, if all I'm going to put on the... I, I have to make it to 10, but if one of the things is just... The mail comes today. Like, you know... Mail! I'll, I was going to say, not- Steve... No, I have to jump in because sometimes all I'm grateful for is that mail exists and mail <laughs> is magical. Mail is like such it's and and I don't know how long we're going to have it. Like, I think Jeffrey Bezos is going to explode in, on some level and like the bubble of Amazon might burst not for a while. But um, but anyway, just packages and mail and like how how the number of times my mail has gotten stolen is zero. Like, how is that possible? Mail should be stolen why aren't people stealing more mail? Like we have a great community <laughs> of Americans who don't steal other people's mail. I'm sure it has happened before, but wow. You know, yeah. just it's uh, I, I mean, <laughs> it is a federal offense, but it is crazy that like, you know, my old roommate from two roommates ago, sports illustrated subscription shows up every month and it's like nobody's ever taken this like nobody's ever gone into a mailbox and been like hmm anything good in here um it's, it's i i think not see amazon packages i think are a different story but like i think like not stealing somebody's like mail mail is like the last semblance of like a cohesive like mankind that we Civilized, have the last yeah. line <laughs> that we haven't crossed is stealing people's like mad and people obeying traffic like yeah. oh, yes. directions like oh not yeah just- tiny little painted lines on the ground and blinking lights and we all just trust each other that's yes. crazy yes yeah. yes 
these moments of humanity where I go, okay, all right. So we have this one jerk who refuses to wear a mask and is just screaming at people in a grocery store at these poor workers who absolutely Mm -hmm. do not deserve this. However, at the same time right now, there are 10 other people obeying traffic, traffic signals. So and not stealing mail and not stealing. mail. (laughs) I mean, it really is like, you know, I, this is, this is gonna sound crazy. I hate traffic. Um, I don't like being in traffic, but it is like, look at us all together. That's crazy. Going in the same direction, so close okay. to each other. So your traffic, traffic for you is like church. Look at this community around us. All <laughs> exactly. Doing the same thing, worshiping the same green lights. <laughs> we're all, mm-hmm, we're all listening to different podcasts and songs, driving our different cars, but we're all going in the same direction, following the same <laughs> rules. It truly is beautiful. <laughs> Steve is really pulling out all the like quotables today. He's got all the stitching um, on a pillows. Totally. I was I I'm only having to uh, raise my game because Amy has so many good terms like potato and oh, potato you had another one that was really good that I forgot. Oh, dependent, uh, dependent. introvert, extrovert, dependent, which I very much feel it's like, oh, yes. yeah, if if they're, if I'm in a small group of like five of my closest friends, like extrovert. If I'm in a large group of 30 of my closest friends, introvert. Totally. Um, yeah. I hate yeah. that. Like, it's I not hate just that one someone or the made other. That, that distinction. And then we just all were like, mm-hmm, introvert. Extroverts feed off of the energy of people. Introverts um, get sucked away. I'm like, I get, yeah, depending on the person, I, I can feel more alive based on that person or I can feel completely drained by that person. So- yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. It just and it's it's a frustrating one too because I feel like there's a lot of dialogue around the idea of uh, introverts need so much. They need so much indoor time. They need so much time to themselves. And extroverts don't need any of that. And I'm like, I don't think oh. that's how it works either. I feel like why don't why don't we just all agree that sometimes you're on and sometimes you're like meh. Yeah, yeah absolutely. List. We don't need a label for it. I don't know. And just the idea of like, oh, an extrovert gets their energy from being around people and an introvert gets their energy recharges being alone. It's like sometimes I get my energy from being around people, but like yeah. also sometimes I get my energy from sleeping. Like, <laughs> yeah, that you're just a human. Yeah. <laughs> There's we no love to way. identify with things, but I'm always like, you know, horoscopes. It's like, I'm a Taurus, but also, I don't know, maybe a little Gemini, Myers-Briggs, all that stuff. It's like, I always feel like I can't just identify with one. No. Oh, yeah. Same. It's always like straight down the middle. It's uh, Oh, it's yeah. almost as if humans are complicated, complex beings who have a, mm-hmm. a variety of emotions at any given point of the day. Yeah. Yep. But I get it. We like to we like to understand our brains. We like to understand where we fit into things and with other people. So I can see how it, you know, can be helpful or useful for some people to kind of like, you know, learn about themselves. But I'm just an asshole who's like, no, none of them. I'm special. This doesn't contain the same multitudes. I don't like it when people use that kind of stuff to um, like as excuses, like, okay, maybe I'm really disorganized, but. I I'm a Pisces, so oh my god, yes. You're like, well, 
I mean, or do you have like ADHD? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Like I, I love astrology in that I think it's dumb and yeah. I love big dumb bullshit. We've been over this on the podcast. And so like, there's a part of me that's like, uh, very intrigued by, uh, how would you put this spiritual community, I guess, like, you know, mm-hmm. tarot, all of that stuff. And it's like, on the one hand, I look at things and I go, yeah, well, if I'm not supposed to buy electronics this month, great. I won't like the last (laughs) thing I need to do is convince myself that my iPhone is out of date or what have you. On the other hand, I really don't think that's why, uh, you know, this flight got canceled. I think this flight got canceled because airlines are bad. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I don't think it has anything to do with, you know, and then same thing with individuals. It's like, yeah, okay, maybe you're just maybe uh, you're a Gemini, or maybe you're just bad at texting back. Totally. Maybe that's just something you got to work on. Maybe that's some personal development for you, so and so. Hey, I think like of my horoscope and like astrology and stuff like that because I'm definitely like you know I was born in May and I'm very stubborn, so I can definitely relate to being a Taurus. But I almost think about like a horoscope as like a f- a good friend who's gonna like you know I can take or I can leave the advice, but it's not the end all be all. It's just you know it's my. It, it's, I have recently you, you got... can choose to listen, you can choose to not, totally. but like you might as well be open to it. In yeah. some levels, yeah, I think I think both of those or any of that kind of stuff. It's like if you're looking for meaning, like look 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 on the surface for some meaning, and if you're looking a little too deep, like you should probably stop. Um, so you know, just a, a little dash of meaning, you know, I, I, ha- I recently got a deck of wizard tarot cards because I liked <laughs> the pretty pictures and I've done some, I've like pulled some and it's kind of fun to see like, Oh, what is this? Oh, that's cool. And you, you like ask questions and it's not really about telling the, for- it's not really about fortune telling. It's more about what I think of them as journal prompts. Like when I'm just like, oh, I don't have anything to write about, um, you know, wh- how, how should I be viewing, you know, money right now? Or how should I be viewing, uh, like my creative career right now or my relationships? Okay, cool. Oh, cool. Well, maybe I'll journal about that. But, um, but all of them are so the tarot cards and astrology. It's so wishy-washy. It's like, there will be a death, but with death brings new life. And you're like, okay, well, hold on. (laughs) Am I, am I supposed to be crying or celebrating? And, and that's, that's really, come on guys. Like, (laughs) Yeah. Not not everything can be this binary of there will be a also, change. Yeah, exactly. Ooh. Yeah, uh, yeah, no shit there'll be a change. Yeah. Uh, the, um, <laughs> I want to go back to journal prompts for a second cuz I have a little tiny book called The Writer's Block and I was using it to like try to come up with, you know, prompts if I ever wanted to, you know, do some writing. And what I would do one time I was just like I'm just going to open it up to whatever page and I'm going to do what that assignment is. And this must have, I've had this for probably like since high school. So it's like a, it's, it's an old book and it's shaped like a block. It's like a little cube. And I opened up a page and immediately the prompt was make a list of the most offensive, insensitive, racist terms you can come up with. Do not censor yourself. And I was just like, this doesn't need to be in a book. Why is this a prompt? So all that is to say, you're better off with tarot cards 
or or astrology than oh than God, the writer's block book. That's wild. That is yeah. so misguided. They wrote that. Someone edited it, and then they put it to print anyway. Yeah, that yeah. was a choice. And they're this like, nah, it's good. This is good. Yeah, it was a time when we were like, you know, the publishing companies were like, white men need need to be more in touch with their aggression. <laughs> How let's, can we let's make white... Some- kooky characters <laughs> this, this hey have you totally always wanted racist. to be quentin tarantino and have an excuse to use certain words now's your <laughs> chance totally. um, i found this other study that uh kind of still it it both reinforces some of the stuff that i've talked about but it also they found had, it was the same thing where they kind of did like study slash surveys about folks and they were like uh, you know, how are you dealing with all of this bullshit, basically? And the findings suggested that um, there was a decline in well-being for like understandable reasons. People were lonely, they felt isolated, negative emotions, alienated, etc. Which uh, all true. There were higher levels of self-transcendent wisdom, which were associated with positive changes in well-being during physical distancing as compared to before, especially for participants with merely average coping mechanisms. Um, So the idea was like uh, ways to avoid having the pandemic become the most traumatic event of a generation is like it's a genuine watershed moment for growth is what this study basically came to the conclusion of. That one came from do 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 frontiers in psychology and it just once again feels like it's hitting on this point of like how do you guys feel as far as you're developing the self and improving things during this like very harrowing time but like you feel as if it's just working out for you or do you feel like there's do you feel like there's parts where you're like ah i wish i had done this or that like so far are there things where you're like I wish I had uh, built up new skills, learned a new language, more education. I wish I'd worked on my mental health more, my emotional health. I wish I'd exercised. I wish I had uh, um, shaken things up with like a big makeover or something. Like, is there anything where you're like looking back on it and you're going, I did really well coping, but I wish I had done this other thing because it seems pretty clear now that like studies wise, everybody got more grateful for what they have, including Steve with his gratitude list. Uh, But overall, people I think were still going like they were either coming out of it going like I'm at a real low and I've reached the middle or I'm at a middle and I'm trying to reach higher. I think for me, I have, I, I don't really have any regrets. I, I will, I will look back at on this time as such a cool experience um, to have gotten to know um, Shiloh and, and grow our relationship. And then uh, yeah, like again, I don't have kids, so I did. I did everything I wanted to do, and sometimes those were potato days. But I think just even as humans, we want to work, we want to produce something or uh, give value somewhere. So I, I was able to do a lot of fun projects and dive back into acting, but also because of uh, COVID, D and D over Zoom was more of a thing. So I was able to just play more games. So yeah, I don't. I mean, I, I went through some like weight gain, weight loss, weight gain, weight, weight loss. And that's, that was all fine. Like, I felt like, I feel like I had a healthy body image the whole time. And yeah, I, I think I, I don't know. I, I just don't know that I would, ch- I would have changed a lot. Yeah. I mean, it's, it feels weird to say it. And I, I feel like I've been saying it for the past year of like, I feel guilty, um, you know, and we, none of us have kids. 
Um, my I have two nephews and my sister-in-law is an elementary school teacher. So when I was home, because I, again, like taking advantage of um, being able to do things that you can't do when you're when we're tied down to, you know, in a pre covid world, I drove I drove to Michigan. I thought, well, when I'm at, when am I going to have such a strange remote schedule where I can just make an open ended road trip to go visit my family um, and then being home and realizing like, oh, my experience through this is so vastly different. My brother and sister-in-law sister-in-law specifically are just like this is rough because she's gotta get up send one kid to remote or send one kid to school on tuesdays and fridays send the other kid to a different school monday wednesday friday their remote learning are on opposite days but also she's got to do all this and teach her own class <laughs> like so it's uh, I it's it's I, I don't think it's possible to both have kids and think this past year was a great yeah. time for introspection. Um, but for me, it absolutely was. And I think it's easy. It would be easy to go down the road of like, oh, man, I wish I would have I wish I would have written more. I wish I would have created more things. I wish I would have, you know, done more things while I had all this time to kind of, you know, get my career going more. Uh, but ultimately, like you can't. It, it's easy to get caught up in in regrets like that. But it's like, you know, like they say in rent, forget regret or life is yours to miss. Yeah. Man, you with the quotables today. Well, now I'm just fucking quoting rent. So. <laughs> <laughs> Potent quotables. This Akita, Avita just won't <laughs> shut up. Um. Wine and beer. <laughs> yeah, we could just do the whole song where it's like, here is a list of things that exist. Ooh, that would be a fun like I'm surprised nobody has done like a La Vie COVID where they did La Vie Boheme and like all I those said this lists, at the like beginning. I said this like in March of 2020, like a week in, I went, oh, God damn it. Somebody is going to turn rent into like there's going to be COVID rent. Yeah, Randy <laughs> Rainbow did. I mean, of course, Randy, Randy Rainbow did, but he yes. did seasons of Trump. But like, yes. yeah. Yeah, amazing. Low hanging fruit. That's why I didn't do it. Low hanging fruit. Yeah. No offense to those Randy <laughs> Rainbow stands, but uh, um, here's a question. So you mentioned going through a life coach, Amy. Oh yeah, having that around as part of your uh self development journey. Do you feel like life coaches and self development creators are helpful? Like, what was your experience like? Because um. There's a lot of studies that show like millennials are some of the most concerned with self-help and are the most interested in improving their mental health or learning a new skill. Yeah. Um, and I, I'm so curious to hear whether you feel like life coaches slash, I'll just throw them in the same kind of category, like social media lifestyle guru coach types, um, mm. whether all these folks are everybody's really helping or as you pointed out before is it a little too cultish or is there a fine line what was your experience like uh definitely not yeah I, it never got to the point of, of cultish I, I I that's definitely a hyperbole on my part but I having listened to 
um, the coach who coaches coaches and what social media uh, coaches do. Um, yeah, I wouldn't necessarily ever say, oh, all you have to do is read this Instagram and you'll be better. Um, but, but they're, they're trying to, they're, they're doing their business. Like that the social media is, is marketing for them. Um, so, you know, take, take that with a grain of salt, because obviously there's going to be some value there, but it's going to be kind of the tip of the iceberg. The, I, I do find value or I did find value at least with this life coach, because I had a very specific, um, like desire for myself, which was, I wanted, I knew my, <laughs> I knew that what I wanted to be was an actor at this point. And I had gone, I had gone the route of internet nerd and um sketch comedian and host and um dungeon master and all of this stuff and i was circling around it and what i what i think i really wanted was more opportunities to literally say lines that ideally other people had written um and try that back on for size because i really enjoyed it but i was having a lot of mental blocks like oh i'm not good at this i can't do this i'm uh, you know, I, I've already chosen my path and, and I'm going down that road so I can't go back. And also I'm getting older and nobody in Hollywood wants me and that type of thing. So lots of, lots of, it was mainly just like helping with the mental blocks because none of that is actually true. Um, and, but I, and then a lot of that was, I, I didn't know that I even thought those things until I did the life coach. So I think it can help I think life coaches can help when you're like, I'm stuck and I don't know why, because they can help you uncover uh what you actually want and what what you're kind of dealing with or if you have a specific or if you're like one i would say like maybe one, even one step further like this is what i want i don't know why i'm not like taking actions to get what i want i'm like really avoiding it so why am i doing that um or just like yeah a specific desire or stuck for what you think is no reason um and it's that I, I feel like they're like therapists. So you probably should go shopping a little bit. And that's where social media can help because you can see what their message actually is. And, and if you fit with them, um, but, but then, yeah, once you're able to go through a few sessions, you can see like, Oh, do I, do I like, where this is going? I will say, I, I don't know that you should avoid coaches who make you cry or feel negatively at first, because I think a lot of that stuff is actually uh, gonna be gonna be good in the long run. I don't think it's um, supposed to necessarily be like all good and touchy feely and yeah, it's like therapy. If it if it makes you feel bad, there's probably a reason for that. Maybe try it again. But if it ultimately helps you grow, then um, and and helps you get clarity, then that that's good. That's yeah. a long answer, but that that I was my. Experience. I mean, it makes sense. It's also yeah. the same thing as um, any. Pretty much any 12 step program will be like, go to totally. like six to eight meetings. Yeah. Don't just like go to one thing and then go, forget it. Because that being, that being said, you can get a vibe. And if you are like, oh, no, not you immediately. Yeah. F that. Yeah. Like, move yes. On. Yeah, and that work. I mean, yeah, that's that's for all things. That's for therapy. I mean, that's for that's Making for life. Friends, that's yes. dates. That's all of it. Exactly. Like grocery yeah. store clerk, switch lines. Like if you're getting a yeah. weird vibe. Get out of there. Life is too short. Um, it's fascinating because I feel like life coach falls under this weird nebulous ish category of, um, I feel like it's just a thing that gets made fun of a lot mm -hmm. and yeah. when it what shouldn't necessarily be, because it's like, here's somebody going, I'd like to help other people, uh, who, like you said, may be stuck with something for a moment. 
Um, but it does feel like something that kind of, I think gets mocked in uh, pop culture quite a bit. Uh, and did you feel like awkward telling people that you were seeing a life coach or did you feel like, nah, fuck it. I need this. So I'm doing this. No, but I, but I, I mean, a healthy dose of cynicism, I think is great. I, I, I was with her for a year because it was only, it was like really helpful. I think, especially during COVID, I, I don't think I could have gotten through it as, as easily and as well as I did without her. I mean, there were, it, it was just so, it was so great. So I, I really enjoyed the experience. I think if I didn't, I would definitely make fun of it a little bit more, but I also think um, it's easy to make fun of because it, it's all stuff that we kind of know. So you're not, I guess it's not like where um, maybe if you're making fun of a lawyer, you might have to do some research, <laughs> but as far as if you're making fun of a life coach, you, you probably have that language and you can uh, do your take on it pretty easily, I guess. Mm-hmm. not not yeah. like it's low-hanging fruit but you there's no necessarily additional research like you can hop on instagram get the buzzwords and then and then make your character from there steve let's say somebody gave you a uh, gifted you a life coach for like six months to a year or something like that Ooh. would you be like into that or would you feel like ugh, fine another meeting i'd, I'd be into it because i feel like a life coach could call me on my bullshit more than um more than a therapist whereas like i feel i can go to therapy and kind of like self analyze myself um and maybe or it could just be an issue with my last therapist where i'm like no i need somebody to like tell me i'm wrong don't just be like okay and how does that make you feel like i feel like a life coach the right one could be like no that's bullshit like that's what i would be looking for somebody like that's bullshit and you're wrong Um, and I'm not just, I'm not a therapist who you come to once a week or twice a week. Um, I'm your life coach. So I just feel like there's something in that, that I would subconsciously give them more like power to tell me what's right or wrong or what I should do. Uh, so I'd be open to it. You know, you're, you're absolutely right, Steve. They, they're a little more focused on um, setting goals and getting to the goals, but in a healthy way. And, and yeah, sometimes therapists are a little more like, yeah, feel your feelings. Um, and let me know yeah. what they are. Like um, sometimes, um, I mean, I know that there are different, different modes of all of that, but for sure, uh, but yeah, there's a little more on the leash stuff. I, I felt like with life yeah. coach where there's I, accountability. I, accountability, I would like yes. the accountability of it. Which, which brings me to, as far as personal growth courses go, are there any that you feel like would be great? Because, uh, is it Udemy, Udemy, they have a ton, Coursera has a ton. So like, if this is something where you're listening to this Mm. going like, you know, I do need to do that, but I don't have any money. Apparently there's a bunch of like open courses. There's one from Yale. That's wow. about the science of well-being and gets into gratitude and such. There's a ton of like spiritual psych courses and personal development books you can check out from the library. Is there anything that you would maybe recommend to people, especially if they're on a budget yeah. and they're like, I'd love a life coach, but I'm poor. Yeah, the book, the book that I there, the book that did the best for me was um, You Are a Badass. And that was towards the very beginning of my little journey um and then uh the lotus and the lily is a journaling um book it's kind of like the artist way and and you get prompts and it's that's the one i did for 30 days i will put a caveat this is definitely for 
um, if, if you get triggered by words like God or any sort of agnostic stuff, even if they are just using the word, the universe, like you, you if, yeah, maybe don't do that. Cause it's very, I'd say they lean a lot into the God and the universe thing of it. Mm-hmm. But, um, if you're able to separate that for yourself, then it's, it's still fine. Um, I, I do say, I, I will say that that will kind of necessary, it's pretty necessary that you, you have a, a good vibe about, um, like maybe you don't worship a, a, or, or even think that a thing exists, but connection between people, I think is, you, you probably will need a little bit of that in your head that, you know, people are connected, uh, whether physically or just like ethereally. Uh, so that's good. They're and all then, stopping oh, for traffic you, at the same time and they're not stealing mail. Think of it like yeah. that. Think of exactly. it as the collective yes. that's not stealing mail. That's the way to think of spirituality. Exactly. <laughs> And then, and then the, anything by Brene Brown, um, uh, anything by Brene Brown, I've listened to her books and I've read some of her books and I, I really like her. And I've also listened to her podcast, although I will say her podcast is more of a book review where she has guests on who have written really cool books. And if, (laughs) but then she'll just ask questions about the book. So there's less of the, like the whole Brene experience, but she's from Texas and I'm from Texas and I, I think she's great. She is great. great. Love her. Uh, yeah. yeah, these are all excellent. Oh, uh, also, sorry, you are a badass at making money specifically. Oh, um, there's it, a different one. Okay. Yeah, there are two that I've read and I, I find them both valuable because the you are a badass at making money. It's not just about making money and the amount that you want. It's also about earning money for the service that you as a person do want to provide. So it's like having the job you want and getting the money you want. So it's mm. pretty great. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I second the Brene Brown and I feel like uh, if you are into spiritual stuff, there's a ton of like Buddhisty type things that one can read if you're into that. If you're not into that and you're like, fuck all that. Um, I would just do some Googling. If you're like, I want to do these things, I you know, I am know. the shit procrastinator, but I don't necessarily want to do a ton of work to fix that. Like just the good old Google. Yeah. But if you are an atheist and you look up atheist self-development or atheist like relationship building or anything like that, I would recommend you write that book because I've had a hard time. I've, I've searched that. I've searched atheist, whatever. And it's like, really difficult um and the ones that do exist they don't have great ratings so i'm like i would love to read like a non-spiritual or read or experience or do uh, do a journal thing where it had just it was full-on atheism and and also some nihilism like i'm looking for atheist nihilism stuff (laughs) and it's not out there the world is shit how are you gonna put up with it No, not, not, well, I, I think a healthy dose, dose of nihilism is more like, well, nothing matters. So if nothing matters, why wouldn't I do X, Y, Z? Because Ooh. it's not going to matter. So I mean, Amy, I think you need to write this book. I might need to write this book. That's how I do a lot of my writing or creative projects. Cause it's like, I don't want to, I don't want to. Okay. Well, nothing matters. And if I can get to nothing matters, it's like, well then yeah, I, I should probably just do this thing because yeah. It- <laughs> You get it. <laughs> <laughs> Amy Warball, thank you so much for coming on. Why do you know that? 
You're welcome. Thanks for having me. Of course. Is there anything that you would like to plug at this time? Oh, at this time, you know, I sure would. I, I am speaking of creative projects that I got to a healthy nihilistic place with. I have made or am making a, my second solo music album. Um, my first music album is called songs in the key of D and D and it's, uh, oh. yeah, it's a bit of comedy and a bit of music about, um, D and D related experiences. And this new, this new one's called behold her dreams. Uh, and it'll be some D and D stuff, but I'll, I'll, just some other stuff too. So it's very, it's a very musical theatery kind of vibe where it's character and lyrics based. Um, and then the genres are like, yeah, maybe it's country song, but it's a country song from, yeah, like Rent or a country song from Wicked or like, anyway, it, it, it favors patter, lyrics and character. So I'm kickstarting it and that will go, we launch on August 31st and we'll go until September 23rd and you can find out more about it and even click to follow the Kickstarter uh, at, at my Twitter or Instagram and that's at Vorpulsword. It's my pinned tweet and my link in my bio or you can just go to my shiny new website, amyvorpal.com and you can subscribe to my monthly newsletter and when you subscribe, you get two free songs. So there's some incentive for you. Any of those will tell you more about how you can help out with the Kickstarter when we actually do go live. Go visit the site, donate, get some yes. free music. Yes. And 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 tell us, tell us uh, how your personal development and growth is related to uh, Amy's music specifically. Just write Amy's music in the subject. <laughs> and then email why do you know that pod at gmail.com and and we'll know what it's about exactly but make sure you get that subject heading right or it'll just go right into the out like it won't get filtered properly <laughs> right, and right, we will exactly. never we will never see it in the mountains we'll never see, and we'll never know um and where can people find you online uh at vorpal sword v-o-r-p-a-h-l sword perfect uh guys i feel like i grew a lot just recording Today. Me too. I'm awesome a new person. <laughs> Sometimes you just need some friend therapy and you can just talk. Yeah. About stuff. Steve's hat it. now says that's bad. <laughs> it didn't work for me. Sorry, guys. <laughs> He's a new person, but evil Steve. I just, because I hear the thing about your hat when you were talking about it, I had myself on mute, but I was laughing like a gremlin. And you, the way I read your hat was that's good. And the way you said it was, that's good. <laughs> so it's like, the, I yeah. never even thought about that. Cause also I did include a period, not an exclamation point, not no punctuation. I don't care. I would still read it. That's no, good. But that's, that's interesting. Cause like, maybe I, I think subconsciously, maybe I chose these words because they can be they, it could go so many different ways that's oh. good that's good that's it's like good. a it's that's like a, good a short yeah. film at a film festival yeah the ending is is your interpretation exactly oh <laughs> uh, let's if only we can get guys get vaccinated so we can have in-person short film festivals again <laughs> Hey everybody, thanks for listening. If you like what you heard, tell everyone you know every way you know how. Remember to subscribe, rate, and review, and be sure to go back and listen to our older episodes if you missed them. We talked about some weird stuff. And be sure to follow us on Instagram at Why Do You Know That Pod 
or on Twitter at Why Do You Know Pod. They're different. And if you've got questions, comments, concerns, whatever, be sure to email us at Why Do You Know That Pod at gmail.com. Let's do this again sometime.